pickles and ice cream? Ritz crackers, plums, brie, and honey. Mashed potatoes mm, with caramel sauce? Pulled pork and vanilla ice cream? No, this isn't an episode of Chopped. These are pregnancy cravings. On this first all-ladies lineup, Cece and friends Lisa and Romelia shared their stories from pregnancy. From funny things cravings can make you say and do, to the pressure pregnant women can feel, to how being a bearer of new life can bring a deeper hunger for God. We're grateful for the feminine genius shared on this episode. There's boom at the table. Stay craving, fam. This is Famished and Fed. What is up, fam? Hey. This is... Hey, how you doing, Cece? <laughs> Good to have you I'm back. back. I'm back. This is Famished and Fed, where we talk about food and faith. And indeed, we've got um, Cece back. Cecilia's back. Aloha. She wasn't able to make our... Mahalo. Yeah. Wasn't able to make our Hawaii episode, if you heard that. But but don't worry, we're not fighting. Um, <laughs> I know, that's what we, we really start. We're not fighting, but um, but I'm not going to be on this episode. I'm about to leave in a second. <laughs> but that's but not we the thing. we're not fighting. We're not fighting. We're, we're not fighting. No, we... Um, <laughs> I'll say that this episode is um, is more lovely than than last episode. Um, if you, yes, uh, I can say that Rens isn't here tonight. Today, I'm actually going to produce this episode, and so um, uh, because and the reason I'm stepping away is because our topic is um, specifically female. Um, it's a beautiful topic. When we, I'll let Cece introduce in a second, mm-hmm. but um, it's going to be one of our all female conversations, and I'm I'm so excited to have our guests here today. I'm going to say a little bit about them, but um, Cece will invite them to tell us a little bit more about themselves, but two of uh, my good friends, blessed to, to know them as friends, so um, uh, I usually give names, but I'll let Cece come up with names for you guys um, in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, it's but, uh, like to well, Yeah, well, we'd like to welcome to the Famine Fed po- podcast, uh, Lisa and uh, Romelia, uh, two of our good friends. And um, I've got a lot of good memories with them, and I just want to share share a few things before I, I, I duck he out here. He always makes people nervous. He just, like, has to Uh-oh. be scared now. I know. He's too gentle. Yeah. Be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Careful. Welcome, welcome. We'll start with Romelia. I think that can be a little bit more, that'll be a little bit more gentle. Welcome, oh. Rem. I went to high school with Rem and, um, and done a lot of collaboration with her. So super excited to hear what she has to say about our topic today. Um, and on the note of our topic, I just want to say I am in admiration of uh, all the beautiful women in my life. But um, today, I just want to thank uh, these wonderful women, uh, these mothers, who are going to be sharing a little bit about um, that today, that topic. Um, but I, you know, every time I visit um, Rem's house, um, she uh, she prepares something for me to eat. Um, and I always feel like mothered by her, whether it's on just like plastic plates or, or whatever it is, it's, it's what she's giving her children. I feel super uh, mothered. So thank you for that, Rem. Um, 
uh, Rem and I go back. She was, uh, she, we went to high school together, um, and now we've done a lot of collaboration in ministry, and I'm sure she'll be talking about some of the things she's doing um, to promote beauty and truth in the world at the end of the podcast. But thanks, Rem. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you enjoy uh, those plastic plates. It's all we really have at home, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's there's no totally there's kidding. nothing wrong with that no there's no no it's great it's like it's it's beautiful and and um no no seriously genuinely i feel mothered whenever um uh yeah you make it here uh lisa um we go way back to so thank you for joining us on the podcast uh man lisa and i have a lot of great stories revolving around food we used to eat a lot uh during min- ministry together after ministry events um Lots of uh, good breaking bread moments at Disneyland, and and you know some of my favorite memories. Uh, even once uh, Lisa got on a table in a restaurant um, and started oh s- screaming at the top of her lungs. No, uh, you, we won't get into that story today. But um, Lisa, and that's that. <laughs> wonderful to have you on the show, um, Lisa and Rem. I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to toss it over uh, to Cece, who's going to introduce our topic. But I just want to say. For all of you ladies, um, mothers, thank you for, for your vocation. Thank you for being the awesome and beautiful woman that you are. And, um, and I'll come back at the end of the, uh, the podcast to, um, to wrap a couple things up and, and do a couple more fun things with you. But I'm turning it over to my lovely co-host, uh, Cecilia, for uh, this episode. Thank you, Father Raj. It's so nice to hear you compliment me. I feel like most of the time you're roasting me and I missed one episode and I listened to it and I was like, wow, I should miss like every three episodes just so he remembers how <laughs> awesome I am. So he's like, he's looking at us, but he's shaking his head at me. But as Father Raj mentioned, this is our very first fam and fed all female episode, which is very exciting. And he gave a little intro to Ramelia and to Lisa, who are good friends of his, but also good friends of mine. And to um, not leave you in suspense anymore, the topic of this episode is pregnancy, specifically pregnancy cravings hunger during pregnancy. Um, So this is a very exciting episode for us. That's why he was mentioning mothers and children and all of that. So I want to give our guests an opportunity to introduce themselves and maybe, you know, whatever little biographical facts you want to share, but also what your connection is to the topic. So why don't we start with Lisa? Sure. (laughs) Hi, everyone. My name is Lisa. I was very involved in youth ministry growing up young adult ministry. Right now, I'm just a working finance professional in San Francisco. Well, actually from home, because we're all working from home at, right now. But my relation to the topic is I am Woo-hoo! currently pregnant. Yes! I am 32 weeks. Grow that baby! Yes, I'm feeling, power. I'm feeling huge, girl. <laughs> I'm feeling so big right now. I'm 32 weeks, and the, the cravings are really real. Mm. So I'm excited to get into this. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, what's up, Rem? How about you? Hi, everyone. My name is Ramilia. If you can say Ramilia, you can call me Rem. That's just the, the golden rule here. I am a designer, specifically a brand designer working in tech in the Bay Area. I also own a small side business where I make art and I sell stickers and prints sometimes. How I'm connected to the topic? Well, I'm a mom of Four crazy children under the age of seven and a half, soon to be eight. But um, 
So I have been pregnant a few times, <laughs> handful of times. So I kind of know. Um, I still have the cravings, even if I'm not pregnant. So I guess it just changes. Um, but yeah, I've, I've also been involved in ministry since college. I was in the Newman Club at Cal State Long Beach, and then met um, some of the St. Catherine young adults at. St. Catherine's in Vallejo. <laughs> and, you know, ministry is so small. I feel like we all, we're just all connected in some way. And so that's how I, that's how I know Cece and Father Raj. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. Well, thanks. We're excited. And um, for those who listen frequently, you guys, or know me personally, you know that I have two little children of my own, a five-year-old. Well, they're not little anymore. Uh, I have a five-year-old and a four-year-old. Oh, so I have also been through a couple pregnancies myself. So that's my connection. And like uh, Ramilia, I still have tons of cravings. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited as well. Now, for those who normally listen, there's kind of an order that we usually go in. But for this episode, we're kind of changing things up. So typically we have the taste test ASMR section toward the end of the show. And I actually had this as number two on this show, but we've actually been connected for a little while. And I don't think it's fair to sit here with this food in front of us, especially with a pregnant woman Mm -hmm. on the podcast. So we are going to start with the taste test. Now, what we wanted to do for today's taste test were um, Lisa's and Ramilia's favorite cravings or common cravings during their pregnancies. So um, Lisa's got this, I'm just like, wow, when Lisa said hers, when she sent it, when we were doing show notes, I was like, wow, that's like fancy, you know? That is so fancy. <laughs> but Lisa, do you want to tell us what this is while we start assembling it here? Yes, we have Ritz crackers and we have some brie cheese, uh, some sliced plums and some honey. So how we eat it is we just kind of stack it all on top of the cracker. Is there an order, a preferred order of things? Like, do you schmear? Uh, for me, I like to do the cheese first. And my husband has graciously melted oh, the cheese was, for was me. was that recommended? Oh, I don't know. I might not have said it, but I would have eaten it cold. Okay, so Mine's been sitting here for 20 minutes. So mm, Me too. And then the plum? Yes, and then a slice of plum on top, and then Ooh, you just drizzle some honey. This looks so good. Now, how how did you figure out that the, is this something you eat normally? So, like, no, what? How not did at you, all. Because you know, I'm like, okay, pregnancy <laughs> craving for me. I was like eating sour cream out of the tub. I was doing some real, Ooh. some real interesting. <laughs> no judgment. You yeah, you know, you're yeah. pregnant. This is like, where did you That's go true. that this is your prey? Who yeah. gave you this? Because this is not something I would have pulled well, out of my pantry. That's yeah. true. I would not have normally thought about this too, but we had went to a baby moon, our baby moon in um, Carmel. And this was one of their like, we went to a restaurant there and this was their like seasonal cheese mm. plate. And so I just had it once and like, then we've had it every day. Ooh, every since. day. Okay. So. Now we're going to have it today. Rem kind of got the head start there, yes, but for right. all the, oh AS- my God, I'm sorry. All the ASMR fans, <laughs> here we go. No, I saw you like holding my, it's so good. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. I'm so glad we so get to reason? eat this. This is a treat oh for me God. because yes. I don't, I don't make any of this kind of stuff in, at home. Oh my this goodness. Is a, this is delicious. The reason why, I mean, first of all, brie is just good, mm-hmm. period. You could put it on anything. What's just happening? I love Ritz crackers because they're 
they're a cracker, but they're kind of buttery, mm-hmm. a little bit of saltiness. And the plums are a little nostalgic for me. So I grew up, my grandfather had, um, was living with us and he had a plum tree in the backyard. And so Aww. it just kind of like reminds me of summer and growing up uh, with my grandpa. So like all of this together and the honey is just like perfect topping on I top. I love honey. I just like, oh my gosh, this is delicious. Mm. Father Raj, oh, I know you're producing. I don't know if you got yourself one, but I hope you're having one of these. If not, I'll bring them up when we come visit one of these days. <laughs> so good. I'm going to make myself another so one. I Rep, just had you two. Think? You just had two for my... <laughs> Number three. Am I supposed to slow down? Because this is really good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Lisa, are your plums yellow? Who has yellow or red? Are you guys even um, like Oh, red? I have red. Or is mine just not They're red? They're like red. <laughs> I think there's different kinds of plums, right? Okay. Yeah, there's different kinds of plums. They have golden That's plums. Not, well, that must be what my Instacart guy got me. It's good. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I kind of want to try it with red. These are super sweet. I feel like maybe they're in season... It came from my mom's backyard. She came over mm, the other day Ooh. with like a bag. This has a very nice like sweet and salty Ugh. balance thing going on. Then you've got that like, mm-hmm. I don't know what brie is supposed to taste like. Like there's like, yeah, it's delicious. But there's like a unique kind of, <laughs> like, I don't want to say, it's like, delicious. I want to say creamy. Yeah, creamy. I was going to say pungent, creamy. it's not really yes. pungent. It's like that cheesy. Mm-mm. It's just cheesy. Oh my gosh. It's nice to feel bougie when you're pregnant. It's a cheese. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm just having a green plum honey on my charcuterie board today. And then like water in my wine glass. Here you go. Here we are. (laughs) (laughs) I had to think about that. Wait, water in the water. Yep. This is really good. (laughs) Thank you, Lisa, for the the tip because this, I think this is like, this is going to make it onto the the regular rounds now. This is like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah. It's so summer, you know? I bet you could swap out the fruit too for like different. Oh, totally. Options, yeah. Or just not even have fruit. Well, then. I mean, wow. <laughs> what are we, who are we getting here? Mmm. So good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm. Rem, so how good. many did you have? Oh, three. <laughs> I'm ready for number four, but I'm trying to slow down. <laughs> It's so good. So like, it's such a good snack for this time of the day and on a Friday, like the end of the week. It's like, I feel it's like nice. that could be super filling, like, mm-hmm. as well. Like, yes. Like, throw a little it ham does. on there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. Some prosciutto. Oh. Because, you know, this is the, <laughs> you this is the bougie, this is there. bougie pregnancy <laughs> snack. I'm over here eating. You have to eat it, too, like, with your pinky up. I'm over here with my, with my the camera, like, they're going to see this. I'm so embarrassed. I was telling you, <laughs> I didn't have one of the schmear. One of those things you have, Rem, whatever that's called. You know, I pulled out the most fanciest things we have at home because usually Ooh. it's plastic plates and spoons. So if we're going to do bougie, we got to go all out. This is we my gotta... Ikea children's butter knife okay. here. But, you know, it's fitting. It's fitting. Yeah. Well, that was delicious. Feel free to snack while we uh, while we record the rest of the episode because, actually, I do that. And I only do that because oh, don't mind Father if I Raj do. makes me wait until the end. And my food is just sitting in front of me. Wow. So I always end up eating it before we get there. And I'm like, why are you doing this to me? Um, now we have Rem's pregnancy craving. Mm-hmm. And tell us a little about, because you've, ha- you've um, we're mentioning this has been a, like a consistent craving throughout your pregnancies. Yes. Um, so my craving when I was pregnant the four times was uh, fried rice. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I've always, I don't know why I've always eaten fried rice as a kid, but then there's just like an, 
enhanced craving for it. Like, now, so, is it any kind of fried rice? Is it fried rice from anywhere? Uh, specific it's, it's place from, only? Hmm. It's from anywhere. Or was it different well, for kids? Like, this added is my on. This is my baby Hana child. Added <laughs> cravings, but this seems to be like the common one. And when I'd eat it, uh, when I, whenever I'd eat fried rice in front of my mom, she'd like stop and stare at me and be like, are you pregnant again? Like, like now. Before I would announce <laughs> it. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't know. Like Maybe? in between? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, but just because she knows I like, I love, I loved fried rice whenever I was pregnant. I always like requested at parties. Oh, but awesome. yeah, I mean, there were definitely like other cravings. Um, my daughter, Valencia, number three, baby number three. I ate a burrito every week because that's what I craved. And I still eat a burrito. She, oh, yeah. she burrito turned out to look like now. a burrito. She looks, <laughs> but she's so cute. Yeah. yeah she's, <laughs> she was so, so big like a burrito. She's, oh my God. Oh, and my daughter Valencia is actually Lisa's goddaughter. Oh, that's right. Yes. She's my crazy Inanna. <laughs> number three out of four. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Now, what kind of fried rice? We're all eating different kinds of fried rice. So, um, <laughs> what do you have? I have Panda Express. Okay, very good. I have Benihana, and Lisa, you have. I have uh, PF Chang's. Mine's, the frozen mine was frozen too. So. I think uh, Ramilia has that like drive-through DoorDash. Oh, she has mm-hmm. chopsticks oh. now. Okay. <laughs> oh. You know what? I, I said like we're we're gonna I'm do this. I'm still over big. here with my again the continued set of IKEA <laughs> children's spoon. spoon. Okay, let's try this fried I'm rice embarrassed. and see how this goes. <laughs> This is still really good. good. Man, this is good. This is good too. For frozen fried rice, this is popping. This is really good. Did you yeah. have to put it in butter or water? Like, how did you cook it? Mine was like, peel the film. <laughs> <laughs> popping. Yes. But that is my kind of Actually, though, it said peel the film, put it in two minutes, 30 seconds, and then take it out and then mix it up with the sauce and then put it back in. Okay. Oh, so it was microwave. Yes. What was yours? Okay. This was oh. stovetop, but I don't know if... I didn't cook it. My oh, husband did it. Just in I don't know if he added butter or anything, but it's really good considering it's like from yeah. frozen. I, could see, I mean, this is like a really good... Um, I mean, for pregnancy and just for kids and for people mm-hmm. on the go, right? Like it has mm-hmm. everything you need on it. All the nutrients. You've got vegetables... Carbs, proteins, flavor. Mm. Yep. It's such a comfort yeah. food. Mm-hmm. And it's a good food to make after, with leftovers, like after dinner, like for the next day. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite fried rice, if you had to pick one? Okay. I remember this Whoa. story very clearly in my head. <laughs> you story. just triggered a memory. Okay. So I was pregnant <laughs> with, I think, Maisie or Valencia, one of those two. And it was one hot day, and I was like, I just really want some fried rice. So I, like, I yelped all these different places, and the one that seemed the most appealing was at um, this L&L. It's like mom and pop owned L&L in this uh, pretty abandoned shopping center. <laughs> so, oh. so I was like, you know what? I'm hungry. And desperate times call for desperate measures, so I'm just going to go get some. And it was so good. It was 
fried rice with spam and onions and um, egg. Oh, my god! Yeah, it was so good. And I remember, like, telling Emil, my husband, about it. And we went back to get some. This time I brought all of them with me. But it was definitely, like, a a sketchy neighborhood. But it was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) And you kept going back? Sometimes the best places are there, you know? Like, you got to think about the risk. Yeah. The risk-reward. Like, I understand my safety is... (laughs) You know, there's a risk there, but this food, I need this right now. And they were all super nice in the store. So it worked out. That's awesome. You still go there? Not lately because Emil makes fried rice at home. He cooks. He's the one that cooks at home. I don't Mm. usually cook, but his is really good too. He makes it out of um, garlic, butter. (laughs) It's butter. Butter. Okay. And spam and onions. Mm. Yeah. This is really good. I'm kind of surprised. I don't usually have high hopes for, like, microwavable mm. things. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. Chinese food. It's kind of like, uh, Yeah. But this is... Yeah, it's not bad, I'm like, though. I'm, I'm going to finish this. And I'm, I'm not done with my lunch. <laughs> I don't have to go anywhere. So thanks to our um, <laughs> taste test sponsor, Father Raj Derivera, for underwriting this portion of our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Special <laughs> delivery. Thanks, Father. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. So as we continue to snack, only on a foodie faith podcast can you like eat and chew into the mic and not be judged harshly. Mm-hmm. But to talk about, to uh, dig a little bit deeper into the topic, now we've talked a little bit about these cravings that we're eating now. What other cravings do you guys, well, Lisa, you're pregnant right now. What are your like cravings, your list of what's, what's really been on your uh, rotation right now? So I feel like it has changed with every, almost every week, what I have craved. So in the beginning of pregnancy, I was actually, I had a kimchi phase. Mm. And for those who like know, like I hate spicy food or I can't handle it except for what, for some reason, when I got pregnant, I could eat spicy food and I like craved kimchi. Um, so I'd eat that with everything. Um, and then I had this random craving for brisk iced oh. tea. <laughs> like, like this, I have like a, the one, I have one right now. <laughs> <laughs> brisk lemon iced tea. It's just so refreshing. But something that has been like really, like really pulling at me is like fried chicken. Mm. So there was one week where I I literally made my husband Juan grab on Monday wing stop because boneless wings are cheaper. On on Mondays, <laughs> Tuesday I made him get Popeyes mm. because there's a deal <laughs> for Tuesday wings or what? something like that, or Tuesday chicken. She's giving us all yeah, the tips every right Tuesday, now. Girl, oh, Popeyes. What? So good. Yeah, every Tuesday you could get like a two piece for heck of cheap. And so yeah, Monday was Wingstop. Tuesday was Popeyes. Wednesday must have been like McDonald's. Oh yeah, chicken McNuggets. Good old faithful. And then the other days he like just cooked chicken. I just love chicken i actually for this episode i tried to trick juan into buying me some chicken mcnuggets for the episode because <laughs> i was like oh we need it we need to try all my cravings <laughs> he's like are you sure <laughs> everything are you sure and i was like oh man you know what? forget it <laughs> i'm sure if you pushed it you would have went with it you know no, I know. I think we're actually going to get it for a dinner, <laughs> like, so not I'm dead. not tripping. We haven't finished. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the day's not over, so. <laughs> but that's been like 
a constant. I just love fried chicken. Is there anything you can't eat? And nuggets. Like, since you got pregnant, you can't Mm. stand it and you used to eat it. Um, I love, before pregnancy, I love garlicky stuff. Um, Now, if it's too much garlic, I like, Mm. I get really sick. Which is sad because I love Mm. garlic. But, I mean, it'll go away, right? When I'm pregnant, when I'm not pregnant, right? Because I I asked that because when I was pregnant with Kiara, my first, I I drink orange juice like I probably go through a gallon of orange juice a day, and something happened when I was pregnant with her, and I remember I had a glass of orange juice, and it tasted like toothpaste after you brush your teeth. Oh, oh, yeah, that's sorry, you guys are yeah, (laughs) but like it was so gross, and I could not drink it that whole pregnancy. But I drink it now again, and I didn't have that with Jacob. But now you're yeah. fine. So I, it it went away, and I am able. To, but it, like during the pregnancy, it was like the most disgusting thing. Like so, I don't know. It's like this weird oh, thing wow. that happens. Now, what about you, Rem? Because you had four pregnancies. So what kind of cravings were throughout those uh, that phase? Yeah. Well, definitely ice cream, um, French fries from McDonald's. You know, yes. all the things that. Are, are, the best kind. Yeah, they're so good, but eating them like without even thinking of moderation, just, you know, just give it to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, I don't know what else. It, it's it been a while. It's weird and it always changes, um, but I could tell you what I did not like. Oh, yeah. Um, it was always like fried foods in the first Ooh. trimester. So like, you know how your, your smell gets heightened when you're yeah. pregnant? Um, I could not take it when Emma would oh, cook. Yeah. Like anything with spam or bacon, like I would, oh, like, ugh, it just would kill me, like smelling it. And I love bacon and I love spam, but is that still yeah. the same now? Just so we can give Lisa some hope, you know, she's worried about that food she can't eat. It, anymore. I feel like for me, it all changed and <gasps> no, forever. You might, you might not even <laughs> like chicken nuggets after you give birth. <laughs> No, don't say that. <laughs> That's a bit yeah, wow. I love my chicken I nuggies. I still like nuggets. Chicken nuggies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wow. I don't, nuggets are so good. So did it go away? Wait, so did it change or did it? Wait, no. You don't like oh, greasy no, it food did, anymore. Sorry, it did change. It went back. Or it changed forever. Like you can't no, eat greasy. You can't do I can. I can. Okay. Yeah. I think I got over it after the second trimester. Like, okay. I think it was harder. Oh, okay. She was worried. <laughs> She's like, I know. Sorry. I'm I was like mixing here, things like... up. Um, I think it was hard um, to, because, because you're like, you're, you have nausea, you're fatigued, you have all these other symptoms yeah. in your first trimester. And I think like, it just was a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. I think the other thing too, for me is like, my... I guess portion control has changed because I feel like the baby is taking up way more space mm. in your body. And so no matter how hungry I feel, I'm full after like maybe five bites, five or six bites, but then I'll be hungry like two hours mm-hmm. later when normally I could go like several hours between meals, but I have to eat like smaller meals more frequently throughout the day, which I'm not used to, but I mean, it's just 
something yeah, to that's get how used I to. Eat. I mean, part of it too, I think was like in my first trimester, I had such bad nausea that I couldn't keep it keep anything down so they were always like eat a little and you know them with the oh, saltine yeah. soda crackers whatever crackers mm. I'm like these Gosh. are gross yeah. why do you yeah. keep telling me this is why i'm growing <laughs> up because this is what you're making me eat this is gross i was like on a big like water and white rice diet for a little while and Ugh. then after that i think yeah. like my body just got used to like eating small portions too like right like every, and then that's just kind of it just yeah. kind of stuck so I remember crying when I wasn't able, when I wasn't allowed to eat certain things, oh. like I, like what? you know, I'd max out on like how much I should be eating to avoid like, you know, getting sick or whatever. But I would just, yeah. it came to a point where Emma's like, you get what you want, <laughs> like oh, yes. whatever you want. Like if it's, if it's going to bring you to tears, then <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> okay, good. Cause I need it. <laughs> You're like eating and sobbing at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and it's the best feeling because, you know, I lo- I'm a crier. I love to cry. And yeah, that's another story. That reminds <laughs> me, like, whenever I am eating something so good, like 10-piece chicken nuggets mm-hmm. with fries, I get really sad when I know that it's about like, to be authentically over. authentically like, sad, though, right? Like, like you're like, really I'm not, drinking, sad, you're not being like, dramatic. You're, like, actually sad. Yeah, no. Yeah, like, I, my, my husband will notice, like, I just stopped talking. <laughs> I'm just, my face is like super somber. I'm like, dude, I'm so sad. This meal is about to end. When can I have this again? Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, but really, I'm just, I'm also just emotional, well, period. Everything sets I remember, me off. I went after my first trimester and like all that nausea went away. I went through this phase in the second trimester where like, Everything I ate was like the best thing I'd ever eaten. Like, I don't know if this happened to you, but it was like, Mm, nothing was gross. It was like, this is the best apple I've ever had. This is the best burrito I've ever had. Then I had to breathe the next day. And that was also the best burrito I ever had. Like everything. And I was like, and I gained so much weight because like, I was like, literally, I'm like, if if this is the only time food is going to taste this good, I am not going to pass this up. Mm-hmm. And I would yeah. just eat Oh, totally. It. I don't know if you guys, did anyone happen, did that happen to anyone? I'm, I mean, it, <laughs> things were good. <laughs> not everything. But it was, when it was good, it was like good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, I've, I'm also like more affected by advertisements advertisements i don't know how you want to say that but we were watching for example we were watching um what's the michael jordan documentary uh, on dance. yeah we were watching that and it's just a it's just a flashback of him playing basketball and you know in the basketball arena there's ads so there's like a mcdonald's banner up and i was just like yo i need some mcnuggets today like right now and then we'll be driving to the grocery store and i'll see on a bus stop like wendy's and i'm like yo i need some nuggets from wendy's right now (laughs) right now and he's like you need to stop looking at like any ad everything yeah yeah that's funny now i know we've talked about a little bit about like how our significant others have reacted to some of the things we've done while pregnant um any fun stories either of you guys have of like extreme pregnancy cravings maybe super successes disappointments maybe things that outside of pregnancy would be considered completely unreasonable because I have one. I'll share mine oh, while you guys yeah, let's, let's hear well, yours. So we've talked a lot about chicken McNuggets. Now, I'm a Nugget <sighs> fan yes. since, I don't, I don't want to say birth, but for a very long time, <laughs> I have loved Nuggets. That's like my go-to order. 
And I have to eat them with sweet and sour sauce. Now, oh, yes. they don't always yes. have sweet and sour yes. sauce. And usually that's forgivable. But there was a time I remember when I was pregnant and I came, we were, you know, we went to McDonald's and I ordered, you know, the 20 piece nugget for five bucks. And they said, what kind of sauce mm-hmm. do you want? And I said, sweet and sour. It was me and my husband in the car. I said, sweet and sour. And they're like, oh, we're out of sweet and sour. Would you like barbecue? And, you know, they start naming all the others. And I looked at my husband. I was like, we got to go. We got to go. We're not going here. And he's like, are you serious? I was like, cancel the order. We wouldn't know. There's another. And he was like, you can't be. I'm like, you can't be seriously arguing with me right now. We are leaving. So we didn't. We didn't order it. He got embarrassed actually that first time. And then he ordered something because he was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to sit here and cancel this order and, like, drive away. <laughs> but then so we went to another McDonald's, and they were also out of sweet and sour sauces. So, but, but we went on a trek. I want to say we did either four or five. We went to every McDonald's in West Sacramento, and I still remember we ended up by the one oh by my Ikea, which was, like, the farthest one from our house. And they had sweet and sour. So, <laughs> But it was that important because I needed the nuggets, but I wasn't going to eat them without the sweet and sour. And, again, I think – Girl, right? I feel That's you. That's what I'm saying. And he looked at me like this is this has gone too far, you know. But then I'm like, <laughs> I have a baby in my uterus. <laughs> you don't get to say what I eat and what you know. I was like on a rampage. <laughs> so I got my nuggets and it was all happy. But it was a you know. That's one of the things that I know, like, oh, wow, in any other time of my life, other than being pregnant, this would be like, they'd be like, whoa, what is going on? There's something, there's something else going on with this girl, you know? So that's my crazy McNugget story. That is so funny. That actually reminds me of what happened recently. We were coming back from one of my appointments and it was like lunchtime. So one, my husband was like, so what should we grab for lunch? And I was like, you know what I want? <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> you know I want McDonald's. <laughs> so ominous. Let's not oh. play, okay? And then he was like, he goes, yeah, but I'm craving curly fries. And I was like, oh, you're craving. You're craving? You're craving curly fries? And I just started like ripping into him like, oh, really? You're the one with the pregnancy cravings here today? <laughs> Okay, let's go to somewhere with curly fries because you're craving curly fries. You're growing a whole human person. Yeah, yeah, you, okay, you try to wherever you want to go then. And he was just like, I I don't even know why I brought that up. So where'd you end up going though? Uh, We went to both. We went to uh, McDonald's for me. And then Jack in the Box for him. That's so. very generous. Compromise, right? That's it. That's how you survive pregnancy <laughs> in a relationship. Yes. I don't yes. remember a specific time, but I do remember moments where, like, I'd request food and it wasn't the right food, and I'd cry. Like, this isn't what I asked. For. He's like, like for example, if I asked for like um like a coffee, maybe it was like mocha or whatever, and he came home with like vanilla. Like no, this is this is wrong. Like, you can't get this wrong. You got to get it right to fulfill my cravings. Like, and then it's super super sad though, right? Like you're like really actually sad about it. Yeah, because you're looking forward to it. Yeah, like, your expectations are here, and then like just not meeting it sucks. Yeah, that actually happened to us oh, wow. yesterday or two days do ago. Tell, do tell. So I was actually I'm catching up on your guys's podcast, and there was a question about like chicken nuggets versus chicken tenders Mm -hmm. or something. And so that day after listening to that episode, I was like, 
I really want chicken tenders. And um, Juan was like, oh, well, we had chicken nuggets in the freezer. And I'm like, okay, how does that help me? <laughs> Are you not listening? <laughs> Hello, I want chicken tenders. And he's like, it's, it's like the same thing. I'm like, Are you kidding me? Are we even married? It is not you my name. <laughs> I know. Who are you? (laughs) Oh, that's great. I feel so. Now we're stocked on both, right? So did you Mm. did you eat them? Did you get them? I had to take the nuggets because I had to eat quickly uh, because there was like a work meeting coming up. But I'm gonna get tenders. Get them one way or another. (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna happen. I think it's so funny because it's like that's. I know. I remember before when being pregnant, and it's like you see all these kind of things on TV about like you know pregnant ladies being really yeah. emotional and crazy, and you're kind of yeah. always like, oh, it's just probably like you know just dramatization for television, you know, creating of storylines yeah. and stuff. And then you're actually pregnant, and you're like, oh, this is like actually real oh, life. Yeah, some- it's really real. <laughs> The emotions are like, that was how my, like, we found out I was pregnant or the moment we were like, oh, we should probably check if you're pregnant because I just started crying at everything. And I don't, I don't normally cry like easily, but no, it's really real. Like your emotions are just triggered all the time Mm -hmm. by anything. And I just feel like crazy because (laughs) normally I wouldn't be like this, or at least I don't think I would be. Yeah, those yeah, but it's those true. emotions are like a whole a whole nother like level. I don't think there's like anything like being pregnant and like feeling everything your body feels mm-hmm. and then like everything yeah. your heart feels and your soul feels while well, all of that stuff is going on. Now yeah. Rems, you have multiple kids and they're all kind of in a row. You said four under seven and a half. Seven and a half, right? Almost yeah. eight. Mm-hmm. And then I was also a two under two family. Now I don't know mm-hmm. if you can relate to this. I went to a period where I felt like my body was just like I was either pregnant or breastfeeding. And I had mm-hmm. to like always quote unquote like watch what I was eating, sort of, but yeah. like I had to be very mindful. And I know when you're pregnant, like especially even as a fir- well, the first time I was pregnant, it was very much like you can't eat this. You shouldn't eat that. You should watch how much weight you gain. You know, and the, whatever, all those things, right? There's so many rules. And you're like, nobody, yeah. I, you know, why are you being so yeah. hard on me? I'm trying to keep him, I have to keep this kid alive. Yeah. I have to eat too. The only stuff that's easy is, is you telling me I can't have sandwich meat unless I eat it up. Yeah. Nobody has time for that. Right? Yeah. So like, how do you oh guys goodness, feel, yes. right? And so this is more talking to the emotions part, but also like the expectations of, you know, how we manage our emotions, but also like how, like our body image and our self, I think, um, like our self-worth and our, our self-esteem during the time specifically being pregnant. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. Well, I think for me, um, I was always really sensitive during the pregnancy and the post-pregnancy phase uh, when it came to my body. Cause you know, people like, well, when you're pregnant, you're visibly, you know, visibly having a good baby. And so I, um, you, I get a lot of comments like, oh, um, like you're really big or you're really small or are you having a boy because like you look a certain way or you're, you're definitely having a girl. And it just like people are like, you know, kind of jump in and, and talk to you even though you don't ask for it. And then when you, um, you know, give birth, people are still telling you what to do and, um, and then they're still commenting on your body. It's like, oh, wow, you you lost a lot of weight or you haven't lost anything. And it's like, 
stop talking to me. Like, let me just be a mother. But I think I've, mm-hmm. de- I've definitely like heard it all um, in the different phases of being a mom. And it really just comes down to, well, who cares what you think? It's whatever's best for my family and these children. So, but yeah. What about you, Lisa? First time pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, I've actually, um, I've been struggling a lot with like the expectations of, you know, having a healthy pregnancy, um, especially because, well, I'm just going to share, I have uh, gestational diabetes and gestational hypertension. And so I've, I'm monitoring myself very closely and apparently it's very common, but a lot of women don't talk about it. Mm. So when I was first diagnosed, I thought I was just this, like, I don't want to say freak, but you know, like, um, nobody was like me or, you know, I just really felt alone, but apparently it's very, very common. And so you basically for the diabetes, you have to like prick your fingers four times a day, check your blood sugar. And it has to be under a certain, um, threshold measurement. Yeah. And whenever you go over that threshold, it like beeps red on your monitor you get instant feedback. And obviously like for me, that makes me feel like, Oh God, I failed again. Like, Oh, did I, eat too much or was there too much sugar? Was it too much carbs? And then on top of that, like the nurses at Kaiser, they're like calling me every time something spikes and they're, you know, they're doing their best. But from my perspective, they're just like, well, you know, you should, um, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And are you doing this? Are you exercising? Are you um, watching your portions? Are you timing your meals? And like all these things that I'm just not used to, as a non-pregnant person. And so the, the pressure of that has actually been really like hard for me. And like literally yesterday I blew up at a nurse, which is, I feel bad, but I blew up. I was just like, I'm sorry, this is just so overwhelming. And like, I'm just jumping into this and like, you're not really holding my hand. You're just there to tell me when I'm wrong or there to tell me when I've messed up. And I just, I'm sorry, I can't handle this. And I'm already emotional and like all these things. Um, and then same with like, you know, what Rem was saying when like people see you, they want to touch your belly without even asking you. Mm. And, you know, it's just a lot of different things that you didn't think you would have to manage. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, for me, it's like, okay, I just need to set my boundaries now. Like, I'm just, I need to be okay with saying like, Hey, can you please like ask me before you touch my belly or, you know, like, or no, you can't touch my belly or, you know or don't comment on what I look like because you know what? I don't feel good. So I don't look good. You know, it's just a lot to manage. I've always thought, you know, that was, it's like an interesting thing because for, for whatever reason, like pregnant women, it's like what Rem's saying, all of a sudden it's like, now it's okay to comment on everything. Like you wouldn't walk up to like, you don't say things like that to just people on the street, you know, Hey, you're looking like you're gaining a lot of, well, I guess Filipino aunties say stuff like that, but you know, like you don't just, just strangers, but that's the thing. You don't say things like that to just, you know, you wouldn't go up to someone and just touch their belly. You know, like that's just stuff you don't do, but for whatever reason, it's like, I feel like pregnancy is like one of the most vulnerable times for anyone because of what you're saying. Right. Like we're going through so many things. We don't, our body is changing. Our emotions are changing. Our soul's feeling different things. And then on top of that, you have like the pressures 
of what everybody, you know, wants to insert their opinion or tell you how you should be doing things. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm already like, my body physically does not know what the heck is going on, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're just trying to, (laughs) you know, on a chemical and a physical level, trying to cope with all that. And then you have the emotional things that I think in a lot of ways, I think like society really hasn't learned. And I I would say like American society specifically, like hasn't really learned how to treat pregnant women in a way that I think is good. And Mm -hmm. again, that's a very blanket statement. There are, there are plenty of individuals and people that are very good, you know, cause like, I feel like now that I've been pregnant, now I know how to, I'm I'm very sensitive to other pregnant people, right? Because like, girl, I've been there. You know, it's like, it's like once you join the club of like people who who had babies or have been pregnant, it's like, you're in cause we've all been there, but it's like, how do we, in a way, I guess, you know, help others understand that because I think there's also that kind of thing, like, like what you're saying that you, you blew up. And and I mean, I did that tons of times when I was pregnant too, or, you know, we have these like overwhelming things and that comes out in very intense emotions. But I also feel like when that happens, they write it off as like, Oh, it's cause you're pregnant. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, yeah, it's because right you are insensitive. <laughs> it's because yeah. you are not yes. kind to me. It's not because yeah. I'm pregnant. Yes. You know? So it's a, it's kind totally. of crazy to think about but lisa you're doing great by the way you are and i would say lisa it's good you are setting boundaries so that's something that i had a hard time with i I just thought like i mean my mind isn't doesn't it doesn't even cross my mind like i'm just so busy trying to like shuffle these children around or like be pregnant that i don't even have the the mindset to think like to say no i just i just respond as a reaction so i think like setting boundaries and really telling people why and how you feel is important versus just like, you know, sweeping it under the bed yeah. or something. So. Yeah. I mean, it's hard though, because I mean, we're all Filipina <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, our families just love to say things and they just want to give their opinion and you know, they don't, they mean well, but it drives me nuts. Like I just can't. So sometimes this is really rude, but sometimes my mom will just be giving me all this advice of what worked for her and it's clearly not working for me. And I'll just be like, mom, I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry. I love you. I don't want to hear it because it's not working for me. And like, you're honestly, you're, it's stressing me out even more, which is bad for the baby. Um, so it's, you, you have to be mindful of that too, because the more stress you're under, it affects the baby, which stresses me out because you're stressed more. Everything stresses me out. Yeah. It's like, it's like a constant cycle. And so you have to like Zen out and, or just like sit and chill and just really be strict about your boundaries because that's all you have at this point. Yeah, I would agree. I think there's definitely like the need to, you know, I've always, um, like in, in the pro-life movement and a lot of pro-life circles, I've often felt that like there's so much emphasis on the baby and not enough on the mom that's like carrying the baby. Mm-hmm. And again, not that there there's a competition going on there, but I do think like, I remember once I was at um, the walk for life and I'll never forget this because I was pregnant. I was like six months pregnant with Jacob, my second, like my belly showing it's cold. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, we're going to walk for life. And I'll never forget it. Cause I went with a bunch of friends and father Jeremy was there. And then this nice little group of, you know, Filipino and like I, they were Asian, but most Filipino came up, you know, and they were with us and we had father Jeremy there. And then there was another priest there And then they were just so excited that the priests were there. And then they start giving them food. 
all the, you know, and they're like giving the Filipino priest food and wow. stuff. And they're like, you know, and I'm like, oh, this is great. And I'm like clearly pregnant. Now, mind you, because I kept trying to say maybe I didn't look that pregnant and like they didn't really catch on, you know. And then Father Jaron's like, no, dude, you look hella pregnant. That was not, you know. And they like gave the priest food. And then they like were like, yeah. And then they left. And I was kind of like. Yo, we have to walk for life. I'm over here pregnant. It is like 8 in the morning. It is cold. It's about to rain. I'm hungry. There's nowhere to buy food. Did you get the priest food? Luckily, they shared their food. But even they were like, God, kind of oh, like, that's what nice. the heck was that all about? And then, you know, like, I remember yeah. being in line for the bathroom and, like, nobody let me get in line. Like, oh. like nobody let me cut to, like, use oh. the bathroom. And I'm like, this? What? And then I'm like, this is a walk for life. You know, like, what? <laughs> It, you know, and it just, it, it makes me, I don't want to say it makes me sad. I think it's more of like, the, it's, I think I, I want to see kind of a more um, mother and woman centered kind of discussion. Cause it's like what you're saying, Lisa, like when you affect the mom, you affect the baby. And I think a lot of the mm-hmm. pressures that we um, as a people put on the mom, you know, aren't really about like our own health and like what makes us feel safe and what makes us feel healthy. Um, and, and it, I think in many ways that even translates into motherhood, right? Where you see a lot of like postpartum depression is something nobody wants to really talk about, even though many people struggle with that. It's like what you're saying too, gestational diabetes. A lot of people don't want to talk about that, but it's very common experiences that women have related to pregnancy that for whatever reason, it's like we feel alone and we shouldn't have to, but yeah. there's kind of like this super mom persona super pregnant woman i can carry all the babies and raise all the kids at the same time and you know have a fixer upper worthy house you know like it's it's a lot of pressure so i mean it's it's i think it's a good topic to discuss with other women because i think it's something that a lot of us who have been pregnant have felt that reminds me of um this when i used to i had this other job i was working in the city and i was taking bart and that you know sometimes the bart like for some reason stops and everyone's like crowded. So it was like rush hour. And I was just like in the first few weeks of my pregnancy, but like the, they didn't um, leave the the chair, the, the chair for like pregnant women open. Like people were just like sitting on it, but I didn't know how to communicate to them that I was pregnant, even though I didn't look like it. Cause I was, you know, mm-hmm. first few weeks, but I, I had to say something. And even if I didn't look like it, but I, I think even in, that phase of the pregnancy, like, it's also important to, you know, like this whole process. Yeah. And being able to feel like you can say something without yeah. like, because like, yeah, yeah, if the seat's for pregnant women, it's for pregnant women. So like, who are you to tell me I'm, you know, like, what, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, well, yeah like, you can't, I can't sit here. You're a dude. I know for sure yeah. you ain't pregnant. Like, you know, <laughs> like so sometimes yeah. I will be like, excuse me, can you move? So this person can sit here, <laughs> you know, I'll like watch out. For I've them. had to do that on Bart too. Yeah, I've had to do that. Like there's like a pregnant woman just standing clearly like, and no one was offering their seat. And I was across the train and I yelled across and I was like, excuse me, do you want to take my seat? Oh, that's so, <laughs> so nice. So all y'all who didn't give and your so, seat. Yeah. yeah. My seat. That, that must have exactly. felt good, huh? 
No, it did. So I actually got up, and then the guy next to me was like, "Oh, you're so sweet. She'll take my seat." And so oh, he like eventually gave up his seat. You have to just, uh, but I mean, you could have looked up too. Dude. I know. Like, I know. You could have offered first. I know. So to all the people listening, you know, be kind. Be kind <laughs> be to your kind. pregnant women out there. Be kind mm-hmm. to everybody. But you know, in a special way for I think pregnant women who are going through so many different struggles. Now on this podcast, we talk about how faith. Um, and food connects. So I wanted to talk a little bit about pregnancy. And, you know, we've been talking about the physical level of cravings and hunger and emotions. But in terms of spirituality, how do you feel that pregnancy um, made you hunger for God um, and for heaven? I feel like everything that I had craved for and everything that I had wanted and desired um, didn't completely fulfill me. And in all the emotions and all like the the joys and the suffering of pregnancy, um, I felt like leaning on God really was that that fulfilling craving that helped satisfy me and comforted me throughout the time. But yeah, I feel like we have we go into pregnancy with these expectations, maybe what we see on TV or like what our friends say about their experience, and it's always different. And I just remember like times where I just, you know, I didn't feel like myself. I didn't know what to do. Like nothing, like I wanted these things, but it just wasn't enough. Um, So like relying on God and like just really trusting him was something, you know, that that meant a lot to me during the time. What about you, Lisa? Yeah. Um, For me, especially at the beginning of this pregnancy, well, I guess just for for some context, Um, I've always prided myself in my productivity or whatever I can do. Like, I'm really proud of how hard of a worker I am. And I think it's just because I was raised in a household where it's like, oh, are you sick? But do you have the energy to sit up? Because you could go to you could go to school still if you're sick, you know. And so I have that kind of mentality where like, okay, if if I'm sick or if I'm a little um, if I can't do anything, I could still do something else. Like I could still be productive. Um, and so when I became pregnant, I was nauseous all the time, always in bed. I could not do anything for the life of me. And it really took a hit on my ego or, you know, well, everything it took, I took a big hit on me because all of a sudden my value, which is always placed in my productivity or how much I could do, I couldn't do anything. And so I started realize, or, you know, I've struggled with the thought of, oh gosh, am I, I'm just not worthy because I'm not doing anything. I'm not contributing anything. I'm literally just lying down in bed doing nothing. And, um, I was like at this really low point and my husband would remind me like, I know it doesn't feel like it, but you're doing so much. You're you're growing a baby, like you're growing a life inside of you. And I know it's not the same as like working or like doing housework or whatever, but Um, you are doing something valuable, even though you feel like you're doing nothing. Um, And so this, sorry, I'm getting emotional. Okay. okay. (laughs) But basically like it's helped me to lean more on others, especially my husband. um, And ultimately to lean more on God, because like without him, you know, God can take me anywhere, you know, whether I feel like I can do anything or not. Um, And this pregnancy, has definitely shown that to me. That's Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for sharing Absolutely. that, Lisa. I feel like, well, for me, there was just so much expectation to fill. 
like what I saw and what I heard. Um, and for some context, during most of the pregnancies, me and my husband, we struggled a lot financially. And so we couldn't like have all the nice things and I, you know, we couldn't go anywhere. And um, I remember like the first pregnancy we were, we were very young, I guess, to today's standards. We we're in our late 20s, our first kid. And we had moved to Oakland because it's cool and we wanted to be cool. And um, when we became pregnant, we were like, oh, shoot, we need like good health care because, you know, I was a freelancer and he was working at a hotel. And so we kind of were just winging our lives together. And uh, I remember the first time we went to see our baby, our, we went to our ultrasound. Um, the front desk person was like, oh, um, you're healthcare insurance didn't go through. So you're going to have to pay for the ultrasound in full. And I'm like, I don't, we don't have that money. So we, we went back to our car and we were like crying. And I was like, Oh my God, we can't even see our kid because we don't even have like the money. And, and I just, I told him, I was like, you know, we got to change. Things have to change. Like we have to change. And it just was not what I had expected going into my pregnancy is to experience these lows because other people, you know, they went in and, and that's, I think that's my whole thing is I, um, I like to compare a lot and I like to, you know, I like to be validated. I love to be affirmed. And so like when things weren't going as I'd planned, it was like, it hurt so much, you know? So, um, yeah, the, giving up a lot of the expectations and just like, finding joy in the things that God was giving us was like enough. And so, you know, like the cravings that we had sometimes was like, you know, I don't know, top ramen, you know, because it's like, oh, we got it. Yeah. It's like five, yeah, five dollar chicken good. nuggets you know, for, that'll last us for maybe lunch and dinner. But it's like, you know, that like the reality is not all of us get to get everything, you know, have everything. And yeah. I think, when you are able to, you know, find joy in the small things that you had never even expected to experience, I think that's when, you know, you, you really feel like God, God loving you, God saying like, this is enough, maybe not that, but this, and you'll get better and, you know, things will get better maybe in your own way and not how the way the world sees you. Mm, that's so true. I know for myself, my first pregnancy, I was, um, I was still living in Honduras um, and I had, I was still finishing my master's program in global, global development and social justice. And I remember I found out I was pregnant while I was like finishing my thesis. And like, if anyone's written a thesis, you know, there's many all nighters, <laughs> there's a lot of caffeine, yes. there's a lot of Red yeah. Bull, a lot of energy drinks Ugh. involved. And I was, I mean, I was in it. I was, <laughs> There was, I wasn't sleeping. I was writing the thesis and it was like consuming my life. And, um, and my thesis was actually on, um, the flourishing of women in Honduras. So I was studying a lot about like Honduran healthcare and, um, women, um, mortality, like female, uh, preg what is it? Pregnancy. I can't I don't even know the term anymore. When you, um, like the, <laughs> the, uh, mortality rate, um, to, related to childbirth, all of this stuff I was studying, I was wired, I was like not sleeping. And then I found out I was pregnant and I was like, oh my gosh, like, what, how is this? Oh, maternal morbidity. There it is. Thanks, Father Raj. But I was thinking, you know, 
I'd been there for so long and then my husband's from there and we dreamed of this life, you know, where we'd be there because that's just kind of where we were rooted. And then now it was like, oh my gosh, I'm like pregnant. Like there's a baby like coming. Mm -hmm. And we were like in this phase where it was like, okay, I had just studied all these statistics and it wasn't looking good, you know? And Mm -hmm. I had experienced in the work that I did there, um, walking with a lot of women through their pregnancies and, and seeing the lack of access to healthcare they had. And even we had an experience with, um, a cousin, one of my husband's cousins who passed away during childbirth just months before we found out we were pregnant. So it was a lot, um, trying to decide, like, do we stay or do we go? Even though, you know, we, I wanted to stay. And I remember his aunt, we were at like a family party. And when, you know, we announced we were pregnant and they said like, you're going to the U S right. Like, you're not going to stay here. Cause they're like, you wow. clearly have a choice. You need to get out of here. And it was kind of a lot. Cause I was like, well, yeah. I was like, I was like in practical terms, I guess that makes sense. Like, I'm like, but then like, yeah. do we come back? Do we move back? And it was like, we were making this huge, really like life changing decision mm-hmm. that like, it was, it was very overwhelming to kind of like, think like, the heck are we going to do? Like, because whatever we yeah. choose now is going to change everything literally. Um, and you know, we, we mm-hmm. op- ultimately opted, obviously we're back in the, <laughs> we're back in the U S now, almost six years, actually six years as of this month. And it's like what you're saying, Ram, about the expectations, because I have just like, uh, you know, my, my husband's family expectations. I had my family's expectations of like, mm-hmm. you know, you know you're going to come back. Like, you know, there's no, no questions asked. And then I also struggled, you know, just with the same things that pregnant women struggled that we've shared, you know, like, am I eating right? Am I, am I stressing too much? Like now I have this master's program to finish, but I'm pregnant. And how am I going to ever finish this? And I had all this stuff, you know, just going on. And I remember I was feeling also on top of that, like I was abandoning my community because I was like, well, I've been walking with these women through their pregnancies. I've been here through that. I've always told them to have hope. I've always told them that God will take care of them and that they're going to be okay. You know, I've had, like, I've been to the public hospital and people give birth. It doesn't look like it's going to be okay, but they've made it and they've been okay and they're thriving, you know? And, and I felt like a sellout, like, oh, well, you know, I've Mm. been telling them all this stuff about how God is so good and I feel like I should stay here, but you know, I'm peace out, you know, USA, Mm. you know, like I've, I was struggling (laughs) on many levels. (laughs) And I remember sitting in the chapel with the friars, the Franciscan friars of renewal, they have a chapel in their apostolate center, just thinking like, Lord, what the heck? is going to happen because I couldn't figure out where he was, what he was asking of us. And I think there were just so many expectations and voices trying to all well-intentioned and all with valid, very logical thoughts, you know, on both ends and, you know, through the prayer and through leaning on the Lord, it was just like, you know, the door started opening and you know that when you're like praying for stuff and it's not like you're actually you're not asking for a sign. You're just kind of like, I don't know, like, I'm just going to keep walking and then hope something. And that was what I was in. I was in that zone. I'm like, I was like, there was a time in my life where I'd probably pray for a sign, you know, like, Lord, if you want to go back to California, have someone walk by in an in and out hat, you know, like something. And this was just like, God, I just want to know, just, you know, reveal yourself. Yeah. And then, you know, the doors started opening in little ways and things just started to get easier And, you know, my spiritual director at the time, he would always say, you know, if a door that you thought was closed, um, 
re becomes open, run through it. And, and that's kind of like mm. what happened with us. You know, we were like, well, how are we going to even fly home? Like, do we even have the money mm. to like move to the U.S.? That's like really expensive. And there's immigration papers and all this stuff. And, you know, we suddenly got, you know, some blessings that came our way. And I was like, well, if that, okay, Father Francis Mary said, run through it. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it was, it was such an interesting experience because I think my spirituality really changed when I got pregnant and when it was no longer about just like myself. Because, um, I mean, you guys know I was a missionary. I moved to the most dangerous country in the world without a care. Not without a care, but, you know, it's like, it's just me. I'm not worried about, you know, all, I'm worried about, like, am I going to be safe? And there's a calculated risk, right? We were just talking about the risk involved with going to a restaurant in a sketchy neighborhood. We do that. <laughs> so, but I'm like, well, it's so good. Right? So good. It's <laughs> you know, but for me, it was, like, tough. I think it was really tough, Um you know, switching gears and realizing this is no longer just about myself. This is about yeah. another life that's going to be brought into the world. It's also about how this is going to affect my relationship with my spouse and how this is really in the end through our vocations going to impact the, the, you know, the course of salvation history through what we're able to do through our individualized and what this child is going to do through their life. And, and thinking of it, I think in a kingdom perspective and not just like me, really opened my eyes to like, wow, I, I don't pray with as much faith as I used to think I did, <laughs> you know, like, but like God is so much bigger. And I think, you know, praise God, you know, that now I, I, I think that being pregnant really opened my eyes to like this whole other dimension that was now outside of myself in my world of prayer and my world of um, spirituality. So it's just, yeah. Amen. So at this time, you guys know, usually at the end of our episodes, we have what is called the snack attack. This is the snack attack. And I'm bringing back in Father Raj de Rivera, who loves this portion, but we actually changed it up a little. Oh, gosh. What is it called today, Father Raj? Uh, we're calling it the, the snack kickback, uh, today, um, cause we don't yes. want to put any stress on, on our, <laughs> our pregnant guest, Lisa. I appreciate um, that. You're welcome. It's going to be, it's going to be a little bit more relaxed for our snack kickback today. This is usually called the snack attack. We're going to do the snack kickback today. Um, and, um, I'll do my thank yous and everything at the end. We'll just get right into the game right here. Okay. So, um, Usually we put something that's at stake, and um, but we're not going to make it a competition today. We don't want to stress Lisa out. So uh, what is at stake is that you all um, – I just made this decision um, like listening to you guys. I'm going to treat all of you to um, to Chicken McNuggets. Ooh, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> don't get too emotional, Lisa. All right, I'm going to treat you all to Chicken McNuggets. We'll figure it out after the show. You got a screenshot of that. That was so good. She's crying. With as much uh, – she's crying. Oh my goodness! With as much sweet and sour sauce as you want, uh, CC. It's like you just uh, won something, you know. It's like I should have I should have waited to give you the prize. Um, okay. Um, so excited! But for just to play the game, uh, our game today is going to be um, a, a take on the a yes no maybe game, and so. Um, you're basically going to say, uh, yes, you crave this when you're pregnant. No, that's gross. Or maybe I would try that. Um, Can I play? 
Okay, so oh, nice. yeah, everybody's gonna play. Um, so and we'll just go around. We'll go uh, Lisa first, uh, since she's currently pregnant. Um, Rem, uh, because she's our guest, and then Cece, you'll answer last. You can comment a little bit, but we'll try and go through these relatively fast. And so these cravings are um, actual cravings that mothers have posted about on social media or on Facebook or, or through other means that have been collected by a website called moms.com. We'll start with some common ones, or maybe not common ones, but, but basically, again, you're going to say, yes, you crave that, um, or something like that, because some of these are pretty crazy, or no, you didn't, that, that's gross, and maybe I would try it. All right? All right. So first thing, um, here's a pretty common one. Ice cream with pickles? Lisa? Rem? No. No. I don't like pickles at all. Okay. So At all? <laughs> Only in Chick-fil-A. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. Here we oh. go. Sorry, sorry. Right. How, about, how about clementines with hot sauce or fruit with any kind of hot sauce? That's pretty common, but hot sauce or, or like, oh. tahini or anything. Oh. Um, Maybe. Lisa, maybe? No. no. Tahini, yes. Or green mangoes with soy sauce and hot sauce. Oh. Wow, okay. <laughs> that, uh, that was that when you were pregnant or that's regular? Yeah, normal. Oh, normal. Normal. Okay. All right. How about this one? This one intrigued me. I'm, I'm, I'm not pregnant. I will never be pregnant. But this one intrigued me. Clam chowder with Doritos? What kind of Doritos? Uh, you pick. What are you craving? Mm, I, I would try it. I would try it. Okay. Maybe, I would try maybe. it with Cool Ranch. Oh. Cool Ranch. Okay. Rem, clam chowder Doritos? Or Doritos? <laughs> <laughs> in, in your Doritos. Or wait. Yeah, no, Doritos in the you clam know, chowder. You just reminded me, Cool Ranch Doritos was one of my pregnancy cravings. Ooh. Yeah, Cool Ooh. Ranch. Um, but okay. this mix, so oh, good. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, CC. I'd try it. I, I would oh, do you it. Do I haven't it. had it, but I would, I'd do yeah. it. Okay. This one is this oh. one grossed me out when I heard it, but uh tomatoes with like frosting or icing. Oh uh no. No. I love tomatoes, but no. <laughs> oh. All right. This one confused me because uh, you know, I've heard different things about seafood and, and pregnancy, so maybe you guys can elaborate, but um like spicy ahi pokey on pizza. I don't think we could have pokey. I mean, they tell you you, you can't. Pokey. Oh, you break the rules. They tell me I can't. Oh. It depends <laughs> whose rules you're using. I would try it. I would try it. I ate sushi when I was pregnant. There, I, I said it. it. Oh, it's on the oh. internet. I'm so jealous. Bam. <laughs> I wish I could have done it you too. Know, it was so free. Yeah. My doctor gave me the really? pass. Like, she was just like, you know, you could have Aww. if you want. And, uh, but I, I'm like too anxious. Well, I see, I was like, so what kind no, of signs is that? If a doctor can say that, <laughs> we'll do the research. I'm not sure. I think there's something about mercury levels. And everything. My kids are fine. Um, uh, something about listeria. Yeah. Um, so, but all right. All things considered, about the health. Oh, you know, forget about the health thing. But spicy ahi on pizza. I would try it. I would try no. it. I would try it depending on the sauce. Like if it was just the, if it was no sauce, maybe just like olive oil or something Ooh. butter. Ooh, maybe yeah, a white sauce. Okay. Not red. All right. Um, this one actually sounds good. I might do this later. Potato chips uh, with marshmallows and like potato chips. You don't s'mores. like marshmallows. 
No, that, that's not true. You say this all the time. I don't like Lucky Charms you marshmallows. Like marshmallows. Oh, you said it on the show. No, I in, Ethan, Ethan. I enjoy marshmallows. Ethan, patch it I, in where he says he doesn't like marshmallows. I believe that was episode two or three. I don't like I don't like pre-processed marshmallows. I like marshmallow fluff on my ice cream. I like s'mores. I just don't like Lucky Charms marshmallows. The they taste like chalk. We've talked about this before. Okay. Um, anyway, potato chips. I would chips try. Swim. I would try. Yeah. I don't. Mm-mm. I don't. Not with, I don't. Okay. Uh oh! Right. I almost said something. I don't like marshmallow okay. fluff. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, how about um, pulled pork with vanilla ice cream and caramel sauce? I, I would I try it. Be down for that, actually. That actually sounds yeah. kind of good. All right. Hopefully, I didn't just put something into your head, Lisa, and Juan's gonna oh, have to make that after Juan to me. She's texting him. Take also, a, my order in. Take a photo. Take a photo if you, if you do order. Wait, okay, it was pulled pork, pork with vanilla ice cream and caramel. Vanilla that's, ice cream and caramel. I, I really mean, think I'm gonna try that. Sweet and salty okay. thing. Yeah. Savory. Yeah. 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 And then this is the last one. This is the craziest one. And apparently several, I was reading some of the comments, several women have tried it while they were pregnant. But I don't know if you all know, I've seen the movie Elf. Um, but favorite um, movie. There's a scene, Christmas morning, when he eats the special spaghetti, Christmas sure. spaghetti, with like spaghetti and marshmallows and candy canes and Pop-Tarts um, and, and maple syrup, all that, chocolate fudge. Would you do that? The special spaghetti from Buddy the Elf. I think it all tastes good if there was no tomato sauce actually involved. Yeah, is it just like the naked, naked uh, noodles? It's or... hard to tell. In the several people have made their own renditions of it. Some with the because um, in the scene you can kind of see an empty pot of like actual spaghetti, but it's so no. covered in marshmallows and 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 candy that you can't really tell. I'm gonna say no. No, can, Rem, would you try can it? Can you repeat what was in there? My mom, my mom brain yeah, like so, cut out and then... <laughs> spaghetti. Um, uh, spaghetti mm-hmm. is the base. And then like marshmallows, um, candy canes, chocolate fudge, maple syrup, and Pop-Tarts is the last thing. He crumbles on top. No, pass Rem. All right, well, that was our snack attack. Uh, or our snack kickback. Kick um, so thank you for participating. You all win! Chicken McNuggets. Yes, I'm so happy. All right, okay, I will. I will we'll coordinate that uh, soon. Um, <laughs> but um, I, we're here at the end of our, our our podcast. It's been a blast. Thank you so much to our guests, um, to uh, Lisa and Romilia. It's been a joy. I learned a lot. I was listening <laughs> the whole time, and hopefully, a lot of you guys have learned. And and um, I just have even more greater admiration for for all you moms, and it was beautiful. Thanks for sharing your stories uh, with us, and um, and thank you for um, joining us here on Famished and Fed. Real quick before we go, um, uh, Rem, do you want to um, let us know where people can find uh, your art yeah. or anything more about what you're doing? Yes, uh, you can check out my art and my stickers uh, on Instagram. My account is Revilla R E M I L L A underscore tie t y and i am launching my stickers uh tomorrow fun new stickers are those yeah there's a lot of new stuff that i'll be sharing okay oh awesome so actually when this airs it'll all be already be released so um so uh we'll make sure we put that on all our social so check that out Remilia tie um are you going by Romilia Thai, Romilia T? How do you pronounce uh, it these days? In oh. America, it's Thai, and then in the Philippines, it's T. 
but okay. Ty. Oh, also, CC never gave you guys <laughs> a nickname. I'm not so, good at um, that. I don't. Like, did you hear any of the podcast? I don't like putting names I know. on people. No, it was it was great. <laughs> well, you guys have the most the most important identity as as mother, so I won't give you guys mm. I won't give you guys names. Oh, sorry, Lisa, oh. again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Give her a name um, really quick. <laughs> she wants a name. Uh, no, no, no. She's. I think she's crying because oh, I said add mother. Oh, add twenty pieces. pieces to her price. More nuggets. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> Um, Lisa, anything you want from? I know you've been um, also. I saw your post recently um, about uh, your own journey and in, in, in this pregnancy and, and how beautiful that you're sharing that. And I know we'll put your your Instagram on our social also. But anything you want to share? Or, Plug. Um, what you got going on? Um, yeah, I'm just over on Instagram at Lisezy, L I S E E Z Y, and I'm just as I'm going through this pregnancy, I think. It's important to share all the, you know, the, the tough stuff too, because mom blogs tend to just put up the pretty stuff. And mm. for moms who just feel less, um, I kind of just want to be there and just say, hey, like, I understand mm. you. So I'm, I'm hoping to share more about my journey. And then maybe once I actually like give birth, maybe more about motherhood and stuff. Oh, so, girl, t- let yeah, me tell you, you're, you're going to have like a million pictures on your phone. Like every second, you're like, oh my god, their face is changing. I believe it every day. (laughs) I believe it. And um, not not to not to draw anything away from the mothers, but I I, I was listening to the to you guys talking. Just quick shout out to all the fathers out there, and um, you know, Juan, um, God bless you for for what for what you've been going through the last couple days. If um, and this is just a a short plug. Uh, Juan is actually uh, has his own podcast with a bunch of his friends that I I was able to be blessed to join recently called uh the average nerd podcast so i guess lisa can be mrs average nerd this is above average above average nerd nerd mom (laughs) um but uh, you can check out our um, um, our live stream. They've got it on their podcast. Um, we talk about food and San Diego and and breaking bread with one another. So check out the Average Nerd podcast. And um, and but yeah, uh, thank you all for joining us uh, today on this wonderful episode. Um, I'm sure a lot of people learned and uh, a lot of people will be blessed for having you uh, share your stories with us. So thanks again, Rem. Thanks, Lisa. Always uh, thank. Thank you to my oh, lovely thanks. co-host. Um, I'm, I'm going to fit in a couple more, uh, a couple more compliments. Add on the adjectives. Um, they can be said. Yeah, so you, so you never. Well, you know, just so that you you, you never abandon there. me ever again and make me do a podcast by myself. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, great to have you back, CC. Um, this is where this is where CC ends uh, our podcast. Come to the table and stay fed, fam. Peace. Peace. Thanks, guys. Famine Fed is a production of Urban Picks, all things to all. You can find all of our content on our website, www.urbanpicks.com slash famonefed. Please like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to contact us, send us an email at famonefed at urbanpicks.com or leave us a comment on the Urban Picks website. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.